Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> Lock Talk Radio. All aboard! <laughs> Don't touch me. I'll beat your brains out. Aye, aye. You're a I mean, you can take a knee and try a 56-yard field goal. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. Let's get ready to rumble. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Gypsy. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Down goes Frazier. Down goes Frazier. I think that the NFL knows what Randy Moss has done with marijuana, and I think the NFL knows what Randy Moss does with marijuana. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Good morning, and thank you for joining me. Top of the morning. Those of you already on Facebook Live, the millions, obviously, listening around the world on Blog Talk Radio, live from Venice, California, and the bus. Uh, this is Tough Love. I'm Alistair Conrad. Hopefully, everybody's having a great Easter. Happy Easter uh, for those of you who celebrate it. Hopefully, it's going good. Uh, a half hour show. Generally, it's 15, but I don't know. There's in my opinion, <laughs> that was awesome. The bus flies by. Um, I don't know, a, a little bit of talk. So obviously, I want to hit on Tiger and the Masters. I, it's only a week uh, later, but, you know, I only do this once a week. So I want to hit on that and how his game has had to adjust, like Michael Jordan's did, uh, to stay on top. Uh, another boxing disappointment. Those of you who see this show regularly know I am a boxing fanatic. Um, and Terrence Bud Crawford fought last night. Uh, Amir Khan was the opponent and unfortunately a little bit disappointing. NBA playoffs are going on. NHL playoffs are going on, which by the way are worlds better than the NBA playoffs. I know most of you people don't watch hockey. Um, but you're missing out. If you're not watching hockey playoffs, holy shit, um, it's insane. And then, obviously, the NFL draft is uh, less than a week away. By this time next week, uh, next week's show, I'll obviously be, be chatting it up. Hopefully, next week, as I do every year, I'll bring on Scott Wright, who is the uh, CEO and president of DraftCountdown.com. Uh, he just actually put out his latest mock draft. Uh, so if you aren't familiar with his site, check it out. He, he's done it almost 20 years, uh, and uh, he's doing great. Uh, Dylan, Wendy, what's up? Dino, what's up, babe? 
Uh, hopefully you're enjoying Italy right now. I'm pretty sure you're in Italy, I think, unless you're just uh, really good at Photoshop and uh, Photoshop the Vatican. <laughs> but um, anyway, yes, exactly. Watching from Rome, Italy. I love it. Uh, that is so cool, uh, which is probably like seven hours ahead. So it's dinner time uh, for you people there. Anyway, Tiger and the Masters, um, I mean, I still, it's the feeling that I had, and I'm not going to speak for everybody, but I'm pretty sure it's a, it's a common emotion that we all experienced last Sunday when Tiger won the Masters. Um, you know, <clears throat> I was going to bring it up, and I guess I could. I could go back into the um, archives of this show. And I, I, I'm not one to say I told you so. I, I do it periodic, but it's pretty rare. Um, I never, ever wavered on Tiger, ever. I knew mentally he had it. He just was going through some shit. He got, got cheating. He had ACL, Achilles, back surgeries. Um, you know, I mean, pill addiction. Uh, you know, he just had... A lot of shit going on. Even a case of the yips at one point back, I think it was 2015. I, but I always said, as long, my brother, what up? As long as he's healthy. If Tiger Woods can ever get healthy, he's going to be fine. He's Tiger Woods. And you don't just lose your ability and your mental advantage like he does. No, people hate on Tiger because he's so smart. He's, he just, he's better than us, you know, and not only golfing, but just his mental discipline is better than 99.5% of the world. Tiger Woods is, he, he and I are 10 days apart in age. I look up to him because he's so mentally strong and a lot of people take that, take his demeanor as negative. When I look at it and I'm like, that is so admirable. I, I, what he's gone through to come back two years ago, he was a 1,199th in the world. Obviously he hadn't played a lot and so forth, but, and now he's sixth. Tiger Woods is so transformative. He's so good. And yeah, I'm a, an apologist and I'm a, you know, I just say, I appreciate what he is. I appreciate what he is. Everybody cheats. I love the people who are like, you know, you know ESPN women, Sarah Spain had an article, Jesus Christ, about women, you know, it's, it's okay. You know, like you can cheer for Tiger. It's like, Women cheat too, you know, like how is Tiger this, per, you know, pariah is just like every, most people cheat. It's just not everybody gets caught, you know, I mean, I can go into the whole relationships are worthless type of deal. I just don't have the time for it. I just hate the people who bag on Tiger because he cheated. Come on, come on. Everybody, you know, not everybody, but a lot of people do. And that's, you know, and nobody understands what he goes through, whatever. I'm not even going to touch on it. Bottom line is 
what he has done, his comeback. Michael Jordan even said it this past week. It's the greatest comeback he's ever seen. And for what he has gone through, it's incredible. I headlined this show, by the way, Tiger equals Jordan. And it's, it's amazing. You know, you look back 20 years ago when Tiger dominated in 97, dominated the Masters, just crushed, crushed the field. 21 years old, just, you know, the start of Tiger. But he was physically just better than everybody. And it wasn't close. He, you know, he was second, I think, on tour, or first on tour in drive, driving distance, so forth. He finished 40th on uh, this past weekend at the Masters in driving distance. So the reason I said he equals Jordan, just like Jordan, he had to change the game. When your physical dominance and your sheer dominance is gone, you have to change. You have to, like, recreate yourself. Jordan did it with an unbeatable turnaround. He would, you know, I mean, it was an unstoppable turnaround and, you know, and fade away. And that's what he interjected. Kobe obviously copied Jordan in more ways than one did that too. Once his physical dominance, once he couldn't get by with that anymore, you have to recreate. Tiger did that. Tiger, 40th in distance, but he was first in greens in regulation, which means, you know, if it's a par four, generally you got to hit the green in two. So you hit your tee shot and then your approach. Happy zombie Jesus. (laughs) Love you, bro. Um, So you have to hit your approach and hit the green. In, if you hit it in two on a par four, that's in regulation. That's what that means. Tiger, it's amazing. This is the beauty of Tiger, too, is his driving accuracy actually was pretty good this past weekend. But sometimes Tiger sprays it. But his greens in regulation are still top notch, Are meaning his recovery shot. If he's got a bad tee shot, his ability to make that second shot, that approach shot, and hit the green, and still be top five in greens and regulation, it's incredible. So not only did Jordan have to do that and change it up to continue being dominant and, and the best in the world after his physical dominance, able to rely be relied on anymore, Tiger is doing the same thing. He has to be able to change it up. His short game has always been great. His putting's always been great, but he's had to even be better. Uh, his putting was fantastic this past weekend um it's just tiger is tiger and no matter what you think about his transgressions yeah you know i mean if you're a sports fan at all you have to be able to appreciate what he just did it's just so goddamn awesome i mean it's amazing there was dudes crying you know i mean i wasn't one of them but shit i you know i mean i was i was close i was just so elated because there's so many times, and this is the killer. There were so many times on Sunday where I was just waiting for the shoe to drop, right? And I'm just like, ah, something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. You know, when Molinari went the water on 12, you know, and, and gave Tiger that window, took advantage, had a two-stroke turn on that, and after, after 12 they were tied. But then you had Xander Shoffley, um, you had Dustin Johnson, uh, Ian Poulter, and I'm trying to think of uh, Cantillay. There was even another guy who all of a sudden jumped up 
and there was two people who took the lead at 12. And so all of a sudden, it wasn't even about Molinari anymore, who, by the way, two holes later, <laughs> double bogeyed again. At first, I was rooting for him to, to fuck up and double bogey. And then when he did it the second time, I actually felt pretty bad. I really did feel bad. But the best part was that Tiger fought through it. Bryce Kepka, that's it. Think about what he had to compete against on Sunday. Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka, who had won two out of the last three majors. I mean, two U.S. Opens in a row. Dustin Johnson, number one player in the world. I mean, Ian Poulter, Xander Shoffley, who's been playing great. He had to be Tiger. And once Kepka just, uh, you know, missed that birdie putt on 18, it was like, ah, ah. it was awesome. It was, it was fantastic. And it, the difference, I think, between Jack Nicholas winning at 46 and everybody just kind of saying, oh, you know what, that's, that's his last one. With the tour championship that Tiger won last year, that gave him the idea, you know what, I can do this again. And now, last Sunday, winning a Masters, I, I truly believe Tiger at least has a realistic shot of catching Jack and those 18 uh, Masters. I, I said it on Facebook. I'm a huge Vikings fan. Obviously, I'm, I'm a boxing guy, but football is number one. And, yes, I would love for the Vikings to have a Super Bowl. Of course. But I'd almost rather see a Tiger slam. I'm, think about how you felt on Sunday and just have that three more times this year. That would just be so great. You know, I mean, it's just, I love it. I love it. I don't care. Tiger and I share the same personality. I think that's why I like him so much. He's a lion. He's just a lion. I love it. Uh, so that was great. That was fun. Um, trying to think of what I, um, uh, what I want. Oh yeah. So the boxing. What should I hit on next? I I know none of most people don't watch hockey, but the NHL playoffs. I'm telling you right now. There's a, aside from football because that's my baby. NHL playoffs is unlike anything almost. I, I mean, it's in basketball right now. Golden State's up. You know. I mean, Milwaukee's up. The Toronto's up. You know. All the Houston's winning. They're up 3-0, which is kind of shocker because I thought Utah, you know, was going to give them a little bit of a run. You know, so in basketball, it's just always like, yeah, you know, the top teams are going to be there. Cleveland and Golden State for four straight goddamn years. You know, it's like, ah, whatever. It's boring. It's boring. Whereas in hockey, not only is the intensity from the drop of the first puck, like playoff basketball, it's still the same still the same as regular season. You know, I mean, it's like, yeah, tune in in the third quarter instead of the fourth quarter in the regular season. You know, whereas hockey, it's literally the first puck drop, and you're – it's fast, and it's intense, and it's crazy. And then you have Tampa Bay. <laughs> I mean, Tampa Bay tied the record for most points in a season. The curse of the President's Cup is very real, apparently. And then they go – and get swept. They don't, and like, I remember years ago, Detroit with Iserman and Fedorov and Lidstrom and so forth, you know, were the one seed, and they lost to San Jose, but it went seven. Like, Tampa Bay just got swept. Like, Virginia last year, losing as a number one seed to UMBC, and not just 
by a bucket. They got beat down by 20-plus points. That's Tampa Bay. I mean, they they got killed. And it's just unbelievable at how you can be so dominant, just dominant, tie the regular season record for points in a season, and then get swept, swept. Not even, I mean, it wasn't close against Columbus. I, I mean, I, it's not the biggest upset ever. But when you are one of like tied for the best points ever in the NHL, and you go and shit the bed like that, Chadley, Mason, what's up? And shit the bed like that? I mean, it's just, it's insane. I I still can't believe <laughs> Tampa Bay got killed. You know, I mean, and they got killed. It wasn't, like I say, it wasn't close. This has got to be one of the biggest disappointments. It reminds me of Seattle Mariners. I think it was the late 90s, something like that, where, you know, they had like, 120 point, you know, 120 wins or some crazy shit like that, 120 and like 42 or something like that. And then they ended up losing in the first round of the um, Major League Baseball playoffs. It's just like, you know, think of how shitty Tampa Bay's locker room has got to feel. Could you imagine sitting there? Your first two games are at home, right? You're in Tampa where you've just been dominant. You've been dominant everywhere, but you've been dominant the whole season. Columbus comes in, which, don't get me wrong, Columbus isn't terrible, but, I mean, it's not what you've been doing. And all of a sudden, you, like, get beat. That's one game. And you're like, oh, what? And then your second game at home, you lose again. I mean, Wow. And then you, the first game in Columbus, you lost seven to three. <laughs> like, it's not even competitive. It's not even competitive. I can't even believe it. I couldn't believe it. And then Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh gets swept, too. <laughs> I mean, it's just hockey playoffs. You know, it's so weird. Our society is so – it's interesting at how basketball is just, like, so popular when it's so um, – that's the word I'm looking for. Predictable. Every year. It's, you know, I mean, you knew Golden State was going to beat the Clippers, even with blowing that 30-point lead. You knew they were going to, you know, win, even with losing to Marcus Cousins. You still got two, uh, three of the best players in the league on one team. DeMarcus was just a bonus, you know? Harden's going to win. Boston's going to win. You know, I mean, Milwaukee's going to It's just like, yeah, it, it, I will say this. It does make for a better you know, final eight, final four, uh, because then the best teams are there. But, I mean, for just sheer excitement and drama, I don't – NHL playoffs are fucking crazy. It's just so awesome. Uh, and I can't remember what the slate is today, but it's uh, it should be good. should be fun. I don't even know how much time I got left. Hold on a sec. Let's see. Uh, yeah, 11 minutes. Good thing I didn't do a 15-minute show today. I blasted on Tiger for a while. Um, NBA playoffs I was going to hit on, but like I say, I guess I'll hit maybe more on those next week when, you know, it's the next round and, you know, these worthless first series are out and games or series are a little bit more competitive, I guess, whatever. Um, Like I I did mention, I'm going to talk about the NFL draft, uh, obviously, next week for sure, because it'll be over and hopefully, like I say, I'll have Scott Wright 
president and CEO of DraftCountdown.com on the show next week, and he'll talk about what the Vikings did and then obviously the draft overall. Um, I do want to touch real quick on the fight last night. Um, you know, Terrence Crawford against Amir Khan. I, as just a boxing guy, I thought it was going to be pretty good. Amir Khan had never lost at welterweight. He was 4-0. Crawford started off as a lightweight. So, I mean, uh, coming up to welterweight, he really, you know, Amir Khan was a bigger dude, and, and he still had speed and whatnot. He got hit in the balls in the fifth round or sixth round, something like that. And generally, you have five minutes. You have five minutes to recover from a ball shot. And he wasn't able to, Tyler, what's up? And he wasn't able to, like, the corner threw in the towel. He was like, no, I can't keep going. I mean, granted, he got tagged. <laughs> like, you watch the replay. It was definitely, you know, it looked like it hurt, put it that way. Uh, yet at the same time, like, I've been, you know, crushed in the nuts before. And you give him five minutes to recover? He gave up after a minute. He was just like, nah, nah, whatever, I'm done. And you could see Terrence Crawford was obviously winning. You know, I mean, he was winning the fight, but even so, I don't know. It just, it seemed like he just gave up. And what was funny is that at the post uh, press conference, Terrence Crawford talked shit to Amir Khan. He was like, you, tell me you didn't give up. You gave up. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was uneasy just watching it because you know Amir Khan what he should do is just peace out he, he should go fight Kell Brook make a ton of money in the UK a fight that's been building for 10 10 plus years go make that fight whatever here's the kicker and I say it all the time boxing fans always get the hose and it's just so sad because Terrence Crawford is a top-ranked fighter Errol Spence is uh, a PBC and Al Heyman guy and those two don't like each other. Everybody wants to see Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence. It would just be the best fight to be made right now, and it's not close. And unfortunately, it's a Pacquiao-Mayweather situation. Eventually, it will get made. I'm just hoping that it's not five fucking years from now like it was waiting for Pacquiao and Mayweather. It's just the politics and boxing are so fucking stupid, it kills me. Where if they were just smart, if they were just fucking smart, they could have three fights between these two, not just one. Like, I don't get why the thinking is so small in it with these idiots. Like, you have the opportunity. Everybody wants to fucking see this fight. And you could have a Hagler-Hearns three. You could have a Leonard-Hagler three. Duran, you know, like... Roberto Duran and Hagler three. You could have fucking big time, like three different things. Like that's what you should have done with man Pacquiao Mayweather. You had the opportunity. Don't fuck this up. It's just it's so frustrating. You got two undefeated welterweights, title holders, two of the best pound for pound. Everybody wants to see it. Make it happen. Not just once either. Think about it. Like, I don't get it. Why don't they Why don't they think that? It's just, ah, it's so frustrating. I just hate, hate boxing politics. They're so fucking stupid. They can't get out of their own way. And it's just so frustrating to fans who actually understand boxing, appreciate it, love the sport, 
and that you're keeping it from us because you're stupid and greedy when, in fact, the greed has blinded you from the opportunity to make even more money, even more money. It's like, no, one fight, yeah, you're going to make money, but you can do it three times, you fucking idiot. It's insane to me. It's just, it's so fucking, ah, it makes me so mad, obviously, obviously. Just, ah, I just don't, I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't understand. Um, <clears throat> but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, you know, I mean, who knows? Who, <laughs> who knows? Yeah! Um, NFL draft is next week. I've got about six minutes left. Um, uh, obviously, like I say, next week I will talk ad nauseum uh, on the NFL draft. I'll probably have a half-hour show, try and get Scott on here. You know, I, I hopefully will be able to do that um, and chat with him about it. Um, but five minutes left, obviously, I'll just kind of touch on Vikings. You know, there's certain things with the Vikings. Well, let me, let, me do, let me do this first because not everybody is Vikings fans on here. Um, you know, I was talking with my dad yesterday and, you know, he thought, you know, he asked, he's like, who do you think is going to be number one? I told him, I was like, Kyler Murray, as much as I like Josh Rosen, and again, I can go back into the archives and talk about how much I love Josh Rosen and and play those clips. And Josh Rosen, as long as he's going to get a chance on a team, you know, with, without like a shitty offensive line, like Arizona had last year and he, you know, he didn't have a chance. As long as Rosen goes to a team that wants him, invested, he's got everything. He's smart. People hate him because he's, you know, a brat and brash. But the kid grew up in Manhattan fucking beach. Like, he went to St. John Bosco Prep. He's, he's lived a charmed life, right? Like, he's, he's okay. But, yeah, so, you know, cut him some slack that he's just not so grounded. Like, you know, we expect him to be, heaven forbid. He's got all the tools. He's got a strong-ass arm. He makes all the throws. He's cerebral as hell. He's smart. Josh Rosen is a good quarterback, and he will succeed as long as he's got people around him to, to do that, a team that wants him. But Cliff Clingsbury is now the coach at Arizona. He said, even before he was the coach, if I was the coach at Arizona back in October, he said this, I'd draft Kyler Murray because it's good for his system. So, yes. Kyler Murray is going to be an Arizona Cardinal. They'll trade Josh Rosen somewhere. I don't know where. Washington, the Giants, Miami. We'll see. But Kyler Murray is obviously the choice. Keep in mind, I say that, too, because I'm a huge high school football guy, too. I love following the huge major programs because it's like watching D1 college. Half or more of their rosters are going D1. So it's – you, you watch these schools, and you're like, yeah, this is insane, especially here in California, Texas, St. John Bosco, Long Beach, Pauly. I mean, it's De La, De La Salle up the road. Um, you know, I mean, you have these, these high schools. Tyler Murray went to Allen High School. He started at quarterback at Allen High School as a sophomore. There's 4,500 kids in Allen High School and a sophomore won the starting quarterback job in Texas, Texas high school football, which is, you know, everything in this country, you know, in Texas football. And so the competition is what I'm getting at, that he had to beat out to play as a – to start as a sophomore at a school like Allen 
who's perennial, perennially ranked in the top 10 every year nationally, is saying something. Not only that, never before has there been, and I don't think John Elway was, but I could be wrong, but kid was drafted top 10 in, in the draft of, of Major League Baseball. He's going to be top 10 in NFL. You watch him in interviews. Kyler Murray, is he exudes confidence. Again, people, some people might take it different. They might take it as, you know, arrogance or whatever, and you, you just don't get it. This is a can't miss. 100%, I don't care about his size. He is a can't miss. He is very, very good. And, yes, he will be the number one pick at Arizona. It's not a question. It's just the bigger question is, where does Josh Rosen go? And that's going to be the fun thing. It, it, I wonder, I just don't know if it's going to happen before the draft. If they're going to, I mean, oh, that would just make it really uncomfortable, wouldn't it, to have Kyler Murray and Josh Rosen in the same building? Um, you would think something is going to get done before the draft. Uh, so, anyway, 90 seconds left. Um, as far as the Vikings, obviously, next week I will hit, uh, you know, on them massively. Uh, but the thing that scares me about the Vikings is that, you know, there are rumors that Ed Oliver, the, the D tackle from Houston, um, could drop uh, because, you know, just like the ESPN article that came out, it says Ed does things Ed's way. And uh, you know what? In a team sport, that kind of rubs me the wrong way. Uh, and so my worry is that somebody slides, like a corner, uh, you know, like Greedy Williams or Ed Oliver. Um, and the Vikings nab one of them. Don't get me wrong. Both are positions of need, but there is no position of need bigger than the offensive line for the Vikings. Um, and so that's going to be fascinating to see how it all plays out. I can't remember if it's Thursday or Friday, uh, the first day of the draft, um, but the Vikings just paid two receivers a lot of money. They've got uh, so much money in a quarterback, it's stupid, um, yet they can't block. So I don't care if you've got Dan Marino and Jerry fucking Rice on the outside. If you don't have time to throw it, you're not going to do anything. Thank you so much for tuning in, you guys. Facebook Live, Blog Talk Radio. Have a great Sunday, fun day. Drive fast, take chances. I'll see you next week. Ciao. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.